Hello and welcome to the Animation Industry Podcast. My name is Terry and today I got two back-to-back rejections for my Wasteworld TV show pitch, which also won the big pitch competition at the Taffy Conference recently. So it's been a lot of ups and downs for me lately. Today I'm chatting with Brian Kuhi, a Toronto CG animator who's originally from Iran, who has animated on crazy projects like Mai and the Three, Abby Hatcher, Paw Patrol, and Alien TV. But besides all of this, he also runs a very successful YouTube tutorial channel called 3D Animation Hub, where he breaks down how to animate in CG, including character posing, how to apply motion capture, and must-know tips to increase your animation speed, as well as how to become financially stable throughout your animation career all of which he also reveals in our chat. Now, on top of this, he is also launching a Blender animation learning platform called 2Animate, which comes out on December 15th. So if you're starting out in CG and would like to learn through Blender or you need to get caught up to speed quickly on how Blender works, check out 2Animate, toanimate.ca and sign up for his monthly free tips and course launch notifications. So now without further ado, let's jump into the chat. Hi, Brian. How are things? Great. How are you, Terry? I'm great. We're chatting. I'm great. You're great. Everything's great. Tell me That's how great. being an immigrant from Iran, <laughs> let's just get into it, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> into it. affected, right. uh, you know, your career as an animator and a 3D yeah. animation artist, etc. Sure. So escaping the war. No, I'm just kidding. There was, there was no war. But um, I, like we were talking about before we started recording a little bit, um, it wasn't necessarily um, the country I, I came from that affected um, just how I'm going about life and my career choices and whatnot. Um, Just the fact that, uh, you know, I'm a child of immigrants and uh, I came here around when I was 11, 11 or not to 11, yeah. Um, Usually that how that goes, how that story goes is your parents want you to become an engineer or a doctor or a lawyer or disowned, you know, It's, it's, you got four options. So, it was it was a little bit harder at first to get them to convince me to pursue art just because you know they have, they have that like immigrant uh, mentality and they want you to be successful and they took risks for you and whatnot so i it felt like i had a lot of pressure um, but at the same time i i wasn't doing too well in classes because i was just drawing all the time and i wasn't paying attention and i was just filling up sketchbooks left and right and and yeah, I think it just became clear to them that, you know, just school uh, wasn't uh, what I was passionate about, all the stuff you were learning in school, it was more art. And so we went through a little um, convincing period. And, and then my dad pretty much just said, you know what, pursue art. And if it doesn't work out, then you can come back and like, you know, do something that like we want you to do. Uh, just because uh, he, he said, you know, if, if we tell you to do something, you're not happy, you'll blame us. So, you know, do what you want to do. And if it doesn't work out, then you can come back. Okay. So you, you moved here when you were 12. So that's like what, grade yeah. six. Yeah. Grade and then six. basically the rest of your schooling years, you're like setting yourself up to go to university, essentially. Much. Um, By the time I learned how to speak English. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty much just like, oh yeah, what college you want to go to? I'm like, huh? <laughs> right. So you, you, so you had a lot of pressure to go into like engineering or something, and you, you just decided not to. What? Because, because of the art thing. Uh, but I'm wondering, like, when did your dad? When was your dad convinced? Was it in high school, or were you yeah, already so like? I, I think it was around grade 
11 or 12 is when it gets like really serious about where you, where you should be going. And um, so it's just like the option of animation, the option of art wasn't really an option back home, right? Yeah. And so it just, it's a, they kind of had to like evolve <laughs> or like, you know, just like they had to go through like a, another level of understanding to realize that, you know, art could be a career yeah. here because it wasn't before for them. So you went to Sheridan College. Yes. Um, so I actually went to OCAD University first. Okay. Yeah. So straight out of school, um, I went to OCAD University. And that's where I got my bachelor's majoring in animation. Hmm. And then after OCAD University, uh, I, I went to Sheridan's postgraduate program for animation, which was intense. <laughs> if anyone's thinking of going in there, it's worth it. It's worth it, but you're not going to sleep much. I'll, I'll tell you that much. How many years is their postgrad? The postgrad is one year, but um, I think I could be wrong, but I think it used to be three years. And now so you, they, they fit three years into one. So you can oh, imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so you did. And so after high school, you did five years of animation schooling and you still, were you still having to convince your parents through those five years or were you like, I still, in grades? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I still have to, I still have conversations with, uh, with my mom sometimes where she's like, are you sure you don't want to be a doctor still? And I'm like, <laughs> cause you can, I'm doing, I'm doing great mom. Don't worry. <laughs> like it's yeah. So but um, no, so so during during my OCAD times, I I, I don't know what I can and can't say, but uh, it wasn't for me. And okay, you can say that. Okay, yeah. so um, you know you're sitting at home, you're working as a 3D animator. You've got like you started an animation school. You have this YouTube channel that's really successful in teaching others Blender and stuff. Do you feel like you've arrived now? Like how? Like it's. Oh, no. No, no, you're, you're like, you're like, I'm still in my infancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, okay, so I, I think, again, like, I, like as we're talking, I'm, I'm making connections in my head of um, why I'm, I'm doing things or I've done things. And I think because of the pressure I had from my parents' side um, on, you know, on, on their definition of success was is like here and like art is like, down here and I think what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to reach a point where it's it's like clear that I'm successful in what I'm doing clear to them clear to them that it's it's like what I'm doing so well that's that's interesting to me so how many years have you been professionally animating now I think a little over four years now okay so you've been professionally animating for four years you have a degree and a postgrad in this yeah. subject and you're trying to reach a state where your parents will see your career as a success yeah so but what's but okay so, so okay so maybe this I'm is not, twofold I'm because <laughs> you want to specifically animate right to like uh fulfill the internal thing in yourself yeah, yeah but you want to animate in a way that they see as successful okay maybe maybe no no I, I don't think i'm explaining this right so i'm not i'm not doing what i'm doing just because of them but i feel like because of the pressure they created yeah um during my upbringing i'm trying to reach a level that's higher than just like um you know just animating i 
I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, so I, what, okay. So let's imagine you've reached success. What does that look like? Is it a monetary thing? Is it like a, a business thing? Is it a control think, your career thing? So, so for me, for, for me, um, I, I love animation. Yeah. I do. Um, but my brain is kind of like split into I'm like 50% animation, 50% business. Like I have oh, same. a yeah. very, very high interest in business. Um, and, you know, like all the books I read are, um, you know, self-improvement and financial books. And I, I don't know, I, I have a thirst on that side as well. I don't know if that's just, I just have that or if it's because of, you know, my upbringing and my parents like wanting me to go into like that kind of like profession I don't know what it is, but I have it. And so animation fills up half the bar. I'm totally, kind of looking totally. to fill up the other half as well. I mean, uh, this is this is all I think about, period, because like I have my whole business career background and like that was very fulfilling, but it wasn't, uh, it, well, it, it was fulfilling in different areas. Like it was what I considered societal success and success in career, et cetera, but it wasn't like internally fulfilling with what I was creating in the world. So like yeah. constantly I'm thinking about how can I, you know, merge my business background with animation because I I also uh, foresee kind of myself as having more control over the creative projects that I create. And also like, you know, I'm 33 and like, I want to have a house one day and maybe retire one day. And like, I'm just starting out as an animator now. So I feel like I'm always trying to figure out how can I make like a, you know, a passive reve revenue stream through like animation or like, how can I have control over my own career, et cetera, et cetera. And these things and like, you know, creating courses is one way to do that and, and setting up a school. So I think that's really cool that you're doing that. So would you say this desire to have this definition of success that incorporates business and animation is so that you can have more control over your life? Or is it like, I'm just, tr I'm just trying to understand yeah. the under underlying motivation. Yeah. I, I wish I do too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think, I think it is for sure. For sure. I, I <laughs> so I love animation. I'm just not the biggest fan of working in a production yeah. and animating because you know, you're constantly have a fire under your butt and totally. You know, you're not always working on a project you're passionate about. Now, in my last project, Maya and the Three, um, that was something that, you know, everybody working on it was very passionate about it just because the director was amazing. And um, I had him on this. Everything. I had him on this podcast. Yeah, you did? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. But like, you, you know how like how energetic he is. Oh, he's amazing. Just, like, yeah. We're, we're talking about Jorge Gutierrez. Yeah. Every time you come out of an interview with him, you're just like pumped up. You're like, let's go. Yeah. Let's he's, he's fantastic guys. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was, that's like a, <laughs> I don't want to say a rare case, but that's like, that's a case that doesn't happen too often where you're actually, um, like looking forward to working on your shots. You're like, Ooh, what shots did I get next? You know, um, that doesn't happen very often. I don't think, but, um, so I like having control, having control over the projects you're working on and over, um, your art artistic output. And like, you, I, I want to fulfill that. I want to fulfill yeah. that artistic need, but like, 
under my my rules like uh, uh, like under totally, what I, totally. I want to do what i want to do well because when you're in a production i mean not in a bad sense at all but you're a cog in a machine right yeah, like you're yeah, one 100%. part of this massive production where you can create big things and not to say that you know your life becomes less stressful once your ownership of that it probably becomes more more stressful yeah but for me like the reason i'm pursuing this like business side of plus animation is because i want to uh have my own creative voice infused in what i'm in, and I guess the projects I'm doing, like, I would love to, you know, um, direct my own commercials and shows and things like that. And, uh, I've worked as an animator and I love it, but it's also like, you're working on somebody else's vision. So the whole time I'm animating, I just think about like, I want to do the best job for this animation and like, make it this person's, uh, dream come true. But also I wish this was the, the thing that I had thought of. And I have like so many ideas I'm playing around with. So like, yeah, yeah. Um, 100%. yeah, the, for me, it's like wanting to control that career path, I guess, and, and aspiring to do that. So I think, I think that's really cool. So like, um, so, okay. So you have kind of a couple of side businesses, you know, your, your YouTube, you have 3d animation hub mm -hmm. teaching, and then you you're launching a new, uh, animation learning platform, which I want to talk about, but can we just say like project yourself into the future yeah. where you've quote unquote made it? What does that look like? versus what you're doing right now. Cause you're so, animating full time. Yeah. And then spending every second of your spare time setting up these other things. <laughs> yeah. So right now it's like, okay, okay. I, I'm just gonna like start start back here, like make my way to the projection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I tend to ask everything in, <laughs> at once. <laughs> no worries, no worries. So um coming I, I'll start I'll start with I'll start with why 3D animation have happened. Um, so during university and like in high school, uh, I was interested in animation. I, I would always make those like little stick figure, or not stick figure, um, sticky note animations, you know, like the flipbook animation. Yes, always, of course. Always. You have a whole page, you have a whole stack of post-it notes yes. and then they just become a ball bouncing over exactly, time. Exactly, exactly. So I was really interested in it and um, just trying to get in contact with or learn about the industry the 3d animation industry it just it just seemed like just voodoo magic you know yeah. you, you hear you hear someone's like an animator like oh my god that person's an animator like i wonder what their life is like and it was just there was no and there was no 3d animation um channels there was no not too much information online and i i just i was just so curious about it and it was just this like just nothingness and I couldn't find anything about. So I was hoping OCAD would teach me a thing or two. It didn't, um, but you know, I had heard amazing things about Sheridan. So uh, I, I applied there for the post-grad and that's when I started learning things. And as I'm learning, as I'm, as I'm there, as you know, I'm working my butt off, sleeping under the desk, I'm like, holy crap. Like there's the possibilities are endless with 3D. I wish I knew this when I was in high school. I wish I could uh, or I wish I could like teach my younger self this. I wish I could teach my younger self that. And like, that, I think that's when the idea of a channel um, came to my head. I was like, oh, maybe after Sheridan, when I'm working, I can put like both experience and um, like my knowledge of like working at Sheridan or sorry, uh, learning at Sheridan. Maybe I can combine those two and like make tutorials from like both perspectives. And I think that's so that, that's when the idea got created and then like a year or so a year and a half afterwards is when i started the channel i think and then sorry right to, to continue continue your question um so 
projecting myself into the future. For the past few years, I've been starting things that I knew would take years yeah. to like see any sort of like return or any sort of um, like not monetary, like necessarily just, you know, so you can like tangible return. So you can like visually see that there is, oh, there's progress and there's stuff happening. Um, so right now I'm at a point where all this stuff is slowly starting to meet and I'm starting to see some like progress in like, you know, different streams of, uh, like the investments I've been making, for example, of, of time and effort and money. Yeah. Um, I'm my, my, my 10 year plan is to retire. Now, when I say retire, I don't mean just, you know, go, go to a beach and like sip on a martini. I mean, not work full time at a production at a company anymore and i'm hoping to be financially at a point where i can work on my own projects or i can go full-time youtube and um, full-time to animate and pursue my own um my own businesses rather than work in a production so you're so like let me reiterate i guess um you know you're working towards a state where you you're supporting yourself through teaching animation mm-hmm. and what is what do you mean when you're working on your own stuff are you creating short films for yeah. fun are you just doing little like uh, tell me what that looks like yeah yeah um so for sure like short films is one um like the thing my aim is to not be restricted by finance and be able to just output whatever i want and you know i've always wanted to create a game and i you know i have tried in the past but i just don't have the time to dedicate to it but, you know, if I wasn't working full time, I could dedicate some of that time or, you know, all that time to making the game that I've been wanting to make for the last like a mobile app. years, like a mobile app or yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I had some bigger ideas, which, which I, I tried and, and failed, but, you know, um, short films and games, I've always wanted to make a game. So that's, that's like something I do want to pursue, but I just don't have the time for it at all. I love how you're like, I don't have the time for it, but then you're like setting up a, like a whole bunch of side businesses and stuff. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, but like I know what you mean. You, yeah. you need time to like experiment and fail and exactly. successes. And cause it's like a whole different learning platform versus like sure. right now you're capitalizing on what you already know and turning that into kind of revenue streams, which I think right. is really cool. So maybe, okay. So you're like, you're a full-time worker. Tell me about um, your new learning platform and uh, you know how that started. You've mentioned it a couple of mm-hmm. times. Tell yeah, me about it. Sure. So to animate is um, <laughs> uh, is what we're what we're creating. It's it's called to animate. It's called to animate. So that's T O animate. T O sort of stands for Toronto, which yeah. is uh, where I'm located. But also to animate. You know, just to animating. And I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was actually a friend of ours came up with it, and we were like, you know what? That actually doesn't sound bad. It has like a double meaning. That's great. Um, I mean, and we stole it. So essentially, the the reason why to animate exists and what it is is that when uh, we started working on Maya and the Three, which is a Netflix epic that just came out a few days ago or a week ago, uh, the, when we started working on that, we I'm sorry, it was done completely in Blender. I should probably mention that, like the, the entirety of the film was done in Blender from like modeling. It's, I don't know about texture, but like animating and uh, rendering and simulation and everything. Um, when we started on that production, most of the people working had no idea how to use Blender, like at all, including me. 
there was You're um, familiar with 3d max or i will be familiar with maya with autodesk with maya? maya yeah okay. and um that's that's the industry standard right, right, now. right. but well, there's more and more companies um switching to blender and starting to integrate blender and like like you see it, it's it's at like an exponential growth point right now. If, it, if it's an S curve, we're like right here on the bottom of the S, right? So you get ready in the next few years. Um, so when we were working on Maya, there wasn't a proper, like there, there, there wasn't a, an inductory period where, or there wasn't a plan or I don't know, lessons or anything by the, by the studio, um, proper lessons that would teach you all the things you needed to know. So they, so the studio is like, hey, everybody, we're working in Maya right now. Yeah. We have this show coming called Maya and the Three, unrelated <laughs> to the Maya we're working in. Done in but we're switching to Blender, and we're not going to give you any tutorials. You just have to start working in Blender. Right. I, so th there were some tutorials, but it was for a previous version of Blender. And the tutorials we're giving you are irrelevant. So right. Exactly, luck. pretty much, yeah. So, <laughs> so when I think on my first two weeks, they, they told me to watch... Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Blender Guru. Yeah, yeah. But he's he's a modeler, you know. He's like, I was there modeling donuts as an animator to try and learn the program, and I was like, what? Well, like, I, come on, <laughs> like, how does this help me? So, um, like, the idea came in my head that oh, maybe I should document, like, as I'm learning this program, as I'm learning to animate with this, like, this could be helpful. I'm gonna start documenting what I'm learning, and, um, you know, like at first it was just so I can like help other people starting, other like coworkers and whatnot starting just so I can like make something and give it to them. But um, it just kind of like, it, it grew and it just became so much. And then fast forward a year and a half into production, I'm still learning stuff. I'm still learning things that I sh probably should have learned like within the first couple of weeks that would have saved me like hours and hours and hours of work. And I was like, this is insane. Like we're a year and a half into production. I still didn't know this thing that I should have known. And so, um, I think that that's around the time um, I talked with uh, my girlfriend who also worked at, at uh, Tangent Animation, which is the company we were working at. And a, we brought in a third partner, Vladimir Mokol. And some of you guys might know him from his Rocket Girl rig. Uh, it's a okay. rig and Rocket Girl. It's, it became this like popular rig and he's the genius behind it. But anyways, um, him, uh, my girlfriend, Simona and I, decided to create to anime we're like okay let's let's like you know jot down some ideas and create some lessons that would take someone from not knowing blender at all and let's say they're coming from maya they know animation they don't know blender at all let's bring that person up to speed to a you know a year and a half plus of production like in like and, and that's something they could probably do in like if they dedicate themselves in like two weeks they could get up to speed in two weeks and just pretty much know everything they need to know to be as proficient as possible. Yeah. And then we're like, why don't we take it one step further? So we're like, okay, let's make it another package that takes someone who doesn't know animation and get them up to speed with animation with Blender since Blender is free. And um, a, a, another reason that this actually happened, this all happened is because Maya took away their student licenses um well sorry no they didn't stick away their student license but they made it that you have to be a student to use their student licenses which 
makes sense but like realistically people um hobbyists or like people that were outside yeah of you're screwed using- unless you're yeah. paying twelve thousand dollars to go to a school yeah yeah <laughs> or pay twelve thousand dollars a year to use the program which is pretty much right what's the difference <laughs> yeah so it just it just made no sense i was like that's like 90 95 of the people that use the student version are like hobbyists or people trying to learn that aren't in like official schools you know if you're in a third world school like what you're not going to have access to this right so I was like, okay, well, like Blender makes sense. It's up and coming. It's yeah, Maya's it's like, how can we help more people get on Blender? Let's take away I our student licenses. That's, that's what we're thinking. Like, is are they trying to get I'll have a Maya exec on this podcast next to oh, explain? That's gonna be great. <laughs> that's gonna be great. Um, I actually talked with one as well. They were like asking why I switched to Blender and it like what would it take for me to like switch back. And I was like, <laughs> not having not be like three thousand dollars. I don't know. <laughs> crazy um, so but, okay is there not something on youtube or courses you can take already that take you from scratch to you know junior yeah. animator and blender already oh, yeah. yeah yeah so th- there is there's a lot of content on youtube and the issue with content on um, or free content is that is lack of structure yeah um, usually when you take courses you have some sort of confidence in the person that made the course Um, You have confidence in them to make the course in like a way where you actually go from not knowing anything and gradually work your way up. If you're just following YouTube tutorials, there's stuff you're not going to know. There's stuff you're not going to know that you don't know. Yeah, you're just like, how do I make a donut in Blender? And you watch that tutorial, but it doesn't help you learn how to texture. And then you're like figuring, whatever. You might not even know what texturing is or what questions to ask. And the, and I'm, I'm speaking from experience here because I did try to learn 3D animation from YouTube and it, you know, I, I learned some stuff. I learned, oh, these, these are controls. Oh, these are bones. Let's yeah. make an action scene. You know, there was no in between. I was like, okay, what's the next step, you know? Yeah. What about um, courses like um, like Animation Mentor or like mm-hmm. iAnimate.net and stuff like that? Like, are, yeah. is, are you creating something similar or is it like yours? So, um, so right, right now with, with what... Um, I, sh- <laughs> I forgot to mention, um, I'm all over the place, sorry. For to animate, we're hoping to pre-launch it on Kickstarter. In I was gonna ask you about that. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's, it's not out yet, it's in the making. Um, and if you're part of the Kickstarter, you kind of get behind the scene access and you help us develop it. You can make su- uh, suggestions, you have access to everything before anyone else can purchase the course. Um, so you can help build it be like what you need it to be. Um, but what we're making right now is sort of an in-between. It's um, we're making something where you can make your very first demo reel. And it's at a lot more affordable cost than um, some of the other schools. They're now, expensive, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're in the thousands of dollars for like a single workshop. Like ours is going to be under a thousand for all the packages. Um, so it's, it's going to be like a more affordable option if you're getting started. But we are planning to hopefully in the future, once we um, see the demand and see how it's doing, we're hoping to um, expand it into an actual animation school where, you know, like Animation Mentor, like iAnimate, where you have instructors from, uh, from Sony, from Pixar, from Disney coming in and hosting classes. Mm-hmm. And that's, we're hoping to get, to get to that point. But we do want to keep it blender so we got we have some figuring out to do um, yeah this is amazing yeah. and super ambitious um we'll so so this is like kind of your answer to figuring out 
you know, your, your, that big career question we talked about before. Right. Cause I get, I get excited about this stuff. You know, I wake up early morning and I'm like, like, let's do this. What can I work on like to animate today before starting work? You so know, how far, I, how far out is the Kickstarter then the launch? Um, when is it or how far along is it? When is it? Oh, December 15th. Is, December 15th. Yeah. Yeah. We had to move it a month back just because uh, we're working on a cinematic for it right now. And it's taking up, it's burning up a lot of time. Um, yeah. And yeah. So, so once the Kickstarter is done, uh, I think there's about like two or three weeks before all the transactions and everything's complete. Cause um, like we, we won't even get anything or have access to any of anyone's information until a few weeks after the Kickstarter is over. Um, so a few weeks after the Kickstarter is over, um, we'll be giving out the, I should back up here for a second. So we have three packages, Blender Basics, Animation Course, and Mentorship. And Blender Basics is basically for people that already know animation and just want to learn Blender for animation. Um, so once the Kickstarter is over, three weeks afterwards, Blender Basics will be available. It'll be completely done. But the animation course won't be done yet. That'll get um, done in uh, in parts in the next few months. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so um, maybe <laughs> it's getting confusing. <laughs> no, no, no. This no, this doesn't. This sounds very straightforward. Actually, I'm I'm trying to figure out how to ask the next question because I don't want to like grill you and make you like put on the spot. But I'm wondering, you know, okay. you're you're uh, a full time animator, three D animator, worked on some really cool things. You have a YouTube channel that has a uh, one point five million views. You Whoa. oh you, views? Okay, you can, I was like subscribers. You got oh me, no, you got me next up. <laughs> Yeah, 1.5 million views. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you're you're posting videos like once a week, etc. And now you're launching this course thing. Mm -hmm. How do you expect to you know bring in students? Like mm -hmm. you know you're because just having a course is great, but how are you you know going to compete with everybody else? Right. Get, I was going to say clients, but students, I guess. Yeah. Like you know because because I think I guess my thoughts are. Animation is amazing, but mm -hmm. the business aspect is rarely thought about by artists and how yeah. to control their career and what to do to, you know, um, allow themselves to have a break once in a while from the constant grind, which I think you're doing and it sounds amazing. So like, what is your plan for, you know, you have this Kickstarter, how are you been attracting people to the Kickstarter? And then once it's finished, how are you building up your student base? You're like, yeah, I already have my <laughs> wheels already turning in my head, but I want to hear what you have to say. Sure, sure. So um, I, I try to really take my time with this. The, the idea has been brewing for to animate for like, um, not, not to animate particularly, just like with an animation course. It, it's been like, kind of like brewing in my head for like a couple of years now. Um, and I didn't want to do it too early. I didn't want to do it too late. And once Maya and the three happened and the whole thing with um, <laughs> Maya, the program happened, I was like, okay, this seems like the perfect time to switch to Blender and just like pursue that. And it seems like yeah. the perfect time to actually launch it. And so I, I started collecting an email list of people interested in the course months ago, like five to six months ago. Um, before it was just a survey on my channel and then it turned to a website landing page and I've slowly been building that email list and um, what we do to incentivize people is well it's free to sign up for the email list but also once a month we send them a free animation tip and so we make this cool infographic with like an animation tip and so once a month they get something like for free every month uh, that they can just look at for like a few minutes like oh cool I didn't know that 
Um, and then once a month, we gave them um, updates on the course and what's been done so far, give them some cool visuals, what we're working on, what we're planning to work on, um, so they can stay up to date with that. So we try not to spam them. So it's like two emails a month. You know, it's not, yeah. it's not, it's not, it's crazy. only valuable stuff. It's exactly. not like, yeah, exactly. So we're not, we're not trying to like, we're not trying to like just spam people with stuff. We're just trying to be as informative as we can and give as many like free information as we can. Um, so that's, that's one thing we've been doing. Um, another thing is just me mentioning it on my channel and hopefully like um, my channel growing over, over time. Um, that's two streams of ways that we can, uh, we can get students for the course or get people um, interested or just notify them about the course. Um, also, so there is, I'm not sure if you're familiar with what an animation picker is. An animation picker? Yeah. So for like, so in animation, you have your character, in 3D animation, you have your characters, controllers all over the character, right? You got hundreds of hundreds of, sorry, hundreds of controllers on the face, hundreds of controllers on the body. And when you're posing the character, you have to constantly turn off those controllers to see what your posing and looks like sometimes. Um, so what a picker does is that it, you can map out all your controls, character controls on a 2D surface on a separate window. And hmm. so you can easily select what controller you want to select and not have any of your controllers on, on the 3D view. So it just gives you like a cleaner view and a faster workflow. So Maya has um, NM School Picker and it's become like the picker that everybody uses. And like, I think recently they've decided to go paid though because it was free before. Yeah. Um, but Blender doesn't really have a the picker, right? And so for the past five months, we've been working on an add-on, a 3D animation picker add-on. I, I uh, hired two developer friends of mine, one for C Sharp and one for Python. So my, my C-sharp friend um, covers like the, the app part of it. It's creating like a separate app. And then my Python friend covers the integration with Blender, which has Blender uses Python. So we connect the app into like have, have it communicate with Blender. So it's like a separate app altogether. So we can make it look cool and stuff. Um, but yeah, so we're hoping to release that, release the beta around our Kickstarter. And, and it's going to be called to animate picker. That's right. To animate picker. <laughs> and it's going to be free. That's, that's our aim. Like um, if you're part of the Kickstarter, you have early access, you have access to the beta so you can give your feedback and help improve it. But yeah. afterwards um, we are hoping to make it free. And um, it, it's, it is going to say, you know, to animate picker and there's, there'll be a little banner in the bottom, hopefully not too intrusive, just saying, Hey, if you want to learn animation, you can go, like head over to to animate.ca just as a like branding. So we're, we're again, we're trying to give back to the community and especially Blender community, which is like very focused on like open source, which we're also thinking of making it open source as well, the add-on. But uh, yeah, we're, we're trying to like give, give, give. And then hopefully when we take, we're also giving like twice as much as we're taking, you know, that's, uh, that's our... So that's you're, I, I love all these answers, especially email lists. I think that's super smart. I mean, that's the world I come from is, you know, SaaS marketing, et cetera, landing pages, blah, 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 give away free resources. So you're being very strategic about how you're, you're building basically an engine that takes people from like awareness of who you are into, 
you know, possibly conversion of your course, I guess. I think that's super cool. And um, yeah, what if... <laughs> What about like Google ads and like Facebook ads and Instagram ads and like yeah. all that, all that jazz. Is that yeah. also on your mind too? That, that will definitely be happening as well. Um, I'm oh, thinking, oh, yeah. I was going to say like, you know, what if you put on, put in all this effort and um, you know, you're grinding away and things don't go so well, you know, like you realize somewhere down the two year mark that it's not happening or something like that. Like, what does that look I, like? <laughs> now you caught me on off guard. Um, it's, there's no plan b there there is mm, well it, it depends I'm, I, I, no i'm not criticizing sure. you i'm just interested yeah, yeah yeah no for sure um i'm not sure if there i feel like it depends on what goes wrong would it be like a lack of students coming in would it be because um we're i'm hoping i'll be able to adapt to whatever happens yeah. i'm hoping i can because I'm, I'm planning to, like, I want, I'm going to make this work <laughs> no matter, no matter what I'm going to um, figure it out. But you're right. Like three years down the line, if it's three years and, you know, crickets, then um, I would have to kind of like reevaluate and yeah. figure out which direction to go. after. Well, I, I love your attitude. And like, I don't know, just in the short chat, we've had, it makes sense to me, you know, Blender is up and coming, every, uh, tons more students are, or studios are using it. So that means more people need to learn it. The animation industry is getting bigger. There's so many more students around the world. You're creating an affordable, like fast track option to get a, a junior demo reel ready for somebody who takes it. It's inevitable that you should, you know, be part of whatever the, success of blender and future blender is like you're you're doing your best to like integrate yourself as like a key uh learning um portion of people who use blender i guess that's really cool and you've already you know you've already seen a lot of success on your youtube channel if we're counting just views as success i think that's awesome and you know your email list etc etc that's really cool i'm i'm super excited about this why did you choose like you know have you ever thought about um because a lot of artists see independence as uh building up their art i guess if that makes sense so you have like instagram artists who have like millions of followers and they uh you know take on big clients to animate for them or they like sell their artwork and or they like you know work on commercials and stuff like that why did you choose to take or have you ever considered taking that kind of path where you know you become like a super well-known artist for his unique style and is like contracted to take on cool projects for like magazines and i don't know that's a really interesting question because you're taking a very business yes uh non-artistic <laughs> approach to creating an artistic freedom for yourself in the yeah. future yeah no you're you're making a very very you're asking a very good question so, actually, sorry i'm just gonna keep talking for a minute <laughs> sorry so go ahead. the go reason ahead. no no i <laughs> The reason I'm asking this is because I reached this kind of dilemma myself when I was in my business career, because I was like, you know, I'm doing successful in this business career for myself. But the things I want to work on, uh, I realized that, you know, when I, re- I was I always thought, you know, when I retire, then I can finally start animating and doing the things I want to do. And then I realized, like, why the fuck would I wait another 15 years to do or t- however many years it's going to be to do that? Why don't I just work on that now? And then by the time I was planning to retire, I'll just be doing those things that I aspired to do when I finally retired, when probably I don't have the energy or mental state or learning capacity to take on these projects. So for me, like I'm trying to focus really hard on like 
my personal style, like making connections that I can like, you know, all this other stuff versus like the more business path, which I took before. So like, is this something you ever considered? I guess. Yeah, no, that's, that's good on you. Good on you for not waiting until retirement to. Well, cause you, you said know, you want to work on short films in a game yeah. in the future instead yeah, yeah, yeah. of yeah. now, you know, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping my future, um, it's in like when I say future, it isn't that far into the future. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking like within within 10 years. And you know, uh I, I'm in my 20s currently, so hopefully I'll, I'll be probably around like mid mid-ish. You'll be my age. <laughs> a little bit older, but um, okay. you know, and I, I I hope by then I'll be in a place that I say hope, but I'm I'm, I'm planning. <laughs> it's it's planned with a hope. Um, Have you talked to other people who own kind of similar uh, learning uh, platforms as what you're trying to create? I, I haven't. Um, I've, I've talked with, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Pierrick. He has a, he has a channel, a YouTube mm-hmm. channel with 50,000 subscribers who also okay. teaches blunders, um, just blunder things and also blunder animation. He does rigging and animation, I think. Um, so he, he, he's had a very, he just made a very successful blunder animation course. And um, I haven't gone too far into detail with him, like with conversations, but I, I it, it, sh- it should be something that I do. It sh- I should reach out to some of these people who have done what I'm hoping to achieve and who have been successful with it yeah. and ask them questions that. Well, I'm just wondering, like, what if you get caught up in the grind of, uh, you know, running your own business, which is also like a huge, mm-hmm. takes your full time too. But of course, you know, the, the upside is you end up controlling your path and get a lot more financial freedom to do the things you want to do, which yeah. I think is amazing. So, yeah, I, so I've, <laughs> so, so to answer your question, to your previous question, um, that is something I've thought about. Like um, I I've thought about, and I don't know that if I pursue the business side of things with um, my passion, which is animation. Yeah. So if I take my, my passion and turn it into my own business, is that going to be, is that going to give me the same fulfillment as working in, you know, like the best studios and like you said, being, being famous inside the industry. Right. So I, I don't know. I, I hope it is going to give me as much fulfillment, but um, yeah, I mean, you, you obviously have so much question. drive and motivation to do this. Like even the, when you were talking about how you hired people to, you know, do the Python and, and uh so, what did you say c++ or whatever uh, scripts? C-sharp, c-sharp uh scripts like that to me is like as soon as you're hiring somebody to work on something like that changes it it's it becomes like you know you're super serious in that case and i think that's amazing like obviously your heart is leading you to this place and and uh do you feel do you feel the same feeling now that you felt when you were in high school and wanted to get into animation and you know you, even with the opposition of your parents and and pressures to not get into it do you feel that kind of same internal feeling to do this as well because you know uh your first run you became very successful you're working on like one of the biggest shows in the world right now you just finished up on that mine the three and so like I'd, I'd say like hey you know you put your mind sounds like when brian puts his mind to something you know that's a, I, do, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's very it's very like subconscious brain thinking that I gotta like I'm like okay what is my subconscious thinking in like this situation um I I don't know what it is I don't know if I'm trying to like prove myself to anyone I, I don't know yeah. um that is why I I 
went the direction that I went, but I don't know if that's why I'm still going. Um, so it's a good question. <laughs> I am not. I feel sure bad for like grilling you on all this. Like, no, that's so cute. This is like. I'm, do you want to light? Like, let's lighten the chat. Like, what do you? What you know? What have you become? What's your specialty in animating? Like, you know, you're a three D animator. Sure. I've watched a couple of your tutorials on on YouTube, and mm -hmm. and like, I think. I mean, from my perspective, it seems like you like animating action sequences. Yeah. I don't know. Like, is that your you, you is that your specialty? It. Is that what I you do. developed a knack for? Yeah. Uh, um. I mean, if I were to have a specialty, it would be um, like big body shot movements, big okay. body mechanic movements, sorry. Um, I enjoy those the most, at least, um, compared to like subtle acting shots, which my, luckily, my girlfriend is favors, you know, soft acting shots. And <laughs> you're, you, can, like you have a fully and rounded out course and you're done. <laughs> you have no idea how everything just like clicked into place for but like everything it's just been it's just been great amazing it's like i just i, I give her I, i'm just like blah, 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 just give out all these ideas and you know uh just imagine a unicorn just like <clears throat> just projectile vomiting paint and then she <laughs> takes that paint and makes it into a painting and i'm like ah that's what i was trying to say it's perfect amazing so we should have her on this podcast interpreting what you're saying as well yeah, i'm just we'll, kidding we'll so tell me about you. body body mechanics like what makes a really good like directors like chef's kiss on this on this scene like what what do i keep in mind to like make a really good body mechanic shot work uh i think well timing i think is probably like the biggest thing for for those movements because um there is a lot of controllers in a body <laughs> in like a full character body but when you're doing like these big movements you don't really have to you don't animate everything right you animate silhouettes and you animate shapes mm -hmm. and so the biggest things that matter i think i you know someone could correct me but for me the biggest things that matter is the silhouette of the character and the timing of the character and th those are the two things you kind of want to like nail when you're um, yeah. when you're doing big body movements you want you want the character's action to read totally yeah. so silhouette makes total sense to me like you know uh, there's so many like tips and formulas for a great silhouette but timing is more of a, uh, a it's, it's like an like internal eye. thing you just know yeah. it or not like what are your tips on like do you have to hold a silhouette for a certain amount of time before you go to the next silhouette like what tell me how you make sure timing is it looks good that's it's a hard question because like you said it's not something you just like Oh yeah, just do this and you'll be good. Yeah. It's more of an always um, hold your pose for one second. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> no, they didn't know. <laughs> you you develop a an eye for it as you're animating, as you get critiqued on your animation, as you're watching animation, just try and create a visual library in your head of mm -hmm. what looks good, what what doesn't look good. And it's it's something you just have to develop an eye for. Um so how, how would sure I develop an eye for it? But by just watching, uh, doing and watching, um, watching animations, when you're watching, you know, Disney animations, try not to, you know, just because sometimes you just kind of like, just kind of zone out and you're just you're in the story, but try and watch what the characters are doing, why they're doing it. And um, you, you'll learn a lot when doing that, when just paying attention to the animation and not the story, it like, it might help to even mute Ah. and watch that'll really like take take you out and have you just focus on the movement <clears throat> so what are some what are maybe some top three things to focus on timing like when you're animating a character are you is it like uh 
I'm just making this up. Is it, you know, how long a character looks at something? Is it how long they're completing an action? Like what are the top things that you have to refine to make sure they're right? That's a, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't even know if there's an answer. I'm, I don't, just, trying I don't know, to, I'm just trying to think like, you know, yeah, there's somebody yeah. listening I mean, right now and they're I'll like, my you. timing sucks. Like I need to improve it. What should I work sure. on? Um, if you don't have an eye for it, ask someone who does. So know? imagine like, I'm a student at yeah. to animate. <laughs> <laughs> ask your instructor, like, how does the timing seem? And they'll let you know. But um, yeah, because I feel like so, each scene you have to deconstruct itself. Be like, you know, don't hold this sure. so long, and the mm -hmm. focus is on it, like, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So it's it's you know it's not like cookie cutter answer. I, I can't just give you a cookie cutter answer, but um, you want to have. Um, you want to feel the animation in the blocking stage and you want to feel all the main poses. So once you have your main, like your golden poses in blocking, um, you want to make sure you can feel them. If you can't see them, you can feel them in the spline when you actually go into hmm. like animation mode, once you're out of blocking. Uh, so you want to, you, you hitch, you want to make sure you hit your golden poses. I don't know if you have to like hold them for a little bit, if it makes sense for the shot. Again, I can't just give you like an answer. But if it makes sense for the shot, hold them for a little bit if you have to. But once you have golden poses, make sure you hit them and make sure it feels good. It feels fluid. Okay. Um, if there is, yeah, no, I can't, I can't, I can't give you another answer because it's, it's super <laughs> dependent on on the shot itself. That's fine. That's fine. Um, okay, so uh, I have a big question for you because it's something I noticed on your YouTube channel. It's just mostly curiosity for yeah. me because it's These something you know. Big? <laughs> well, it's not big. I just want to ask, like, what is it like having a super active community that's pretty large on YouTube? Like every every video of yours has like tons of of like comments and people asking questions and stuff. Like, what is that? like for an individual animator like you you know every time you post a video there's tons of people responding to it it's it's good it's good <laughs> no it's fun it's fun because um i'm always curious when i'm uploading i'm always curious i'm like oh i wonder like what people are going to talk about like with this video or like what kind of conversations i'm going to have uh with this one and you know there there's a few people that pretty much like comment on on most videos and they follow me and they interact and it's it's nice. It, it actually feels like I'm creating some sort of community um, yeah. in the animation like industry. Just it feels nice, you know. Nice. Yeah. And then, um, are you actively trying to grow your following on YouTube as well? And if so, are you are you like trying to keep up with trends or like do like you know are you doing like are you SEO YouTubing to figure out what yeah. people are searching for and creating videos it's, on that? Or are you just YouTube, doing your own thing? YouTube is hard. Yeah. <laughs> growing growing on YouTube is hard, especially for a niche like animation where you know, like, I'm, I'm sure, you know, I mean, of course, of course, you know, it's people, the average person isn't like, I'm going to entertain myself by watching blender tutorials exactly. today. It's yeah, like exactly. people who are like, <laughs> so I, what, like, if you look at some of my earlier videos, trash, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch them, you know, <laughs> but like just over time, over the past, like two and a half years or so, I've just, why like, do you I've, say trash? I've, well, it's it's not entertaining. It's not really too like too entertaining. It's very so. It's dry just a and, straightforward tutorial, like yeah. yeah. Bland. Like, I mean, yeah, that's fine. But I feel like when you click on a tutorial, tutorial where it's just like very bland and it's just going through like the, you know, uh, all the, the the processes of like what you have to do. If it's not yeah. entertaining, you want it to be a one to two minute video tops. Like you're not gonna sit through that for like fifteen minutes. Um, so just like just over time, I've picked up like. You know, on little things, I picked up on like another little thing, and I just try to be 
trying to um, gradually make my content a little bit better, improve yeah. retention a little bit more, keep people a little bit more in the beginning. Because like uh, for tutorials, at least the, the graph for um, for retention is like, oh, they started the intro and then ooh, drop down to like 30% of viewers. Oh, yeah. Every so, time I watch a tutorial, if, if it's like, I just want to learn how to do this one thing, it's like five minutes of introduction. I'm like, yeah. dislike, like <laughs> unsubscribe, go yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've been trying to, you know, uh, have more cuts in, in my intro and like, you know, just try and have it less than a minute of intro and try and make it entertaining a little bit, um, add a little bit of personality to it and, you know, not trying like not to promote anything right away and, um, you know, head to the head to the lesson, and then about a minute or two into the lesson, and again, try and keep that entertaining. Try and keep the lesson a little bit entertaining. Maybe add some jokes, add a little bit of cringe. I don't know, um, and then maybe add like some sort of like promotion or whatever that that you have going on, and I I, cont I continue the video. But, I like it. I like it. I mean, yeah. that is something that you can. I feel like you can only learn from doing repeatedly over and over again because, like, you know, there's a formula, but you you kind of have to figure out the formula for yourself for what yeah, works in your niche. For sure. And I think that's almost another key selling feature of to animate. It's like, you know, coming from you to you from guys who figured out how to make entertaining, highly watched YouTube videos. You know, you're gonna take this course, and it's not boring. You're gonna get it right away. Simple to understand be kind of entertained versus like <laughs> yeah versus like you go to traditional college and you're like you know you got to sit through lectures that are three hours long yeah. sometimes and oh, yeah and like that's, that's the other thing with um institution like just you know uh, schools and stuff and there's so much fluff there is so much yeah fluff. you got to take electives so that have nothing to do with your yeah. degree because the the government is wanting you to like <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah that's that's how, that's how i felt yeah so exactly that's that's a huge huge um downside of going to like institutions like colleges oh, yeah. and universities it's yeah. just like you're wasting your time 70 percent of the time plus and then like you like even if you're um like okay i'll, I'll say at OCAD for example <clears throat> my major was um, digital painting and animation and i think i animated for like five percent of Five to ten percent of the program. And was it even in three D? No, it wasn't even three D. That's the thing. <laughs> and even like they advertise it as three D, but once it started two years in, I realized there's no, you know, there isn't really any like. That's crazy. Really, it took you yeah. two years to to realize that there was because yeah. I thought I thought we'll get into it, you know, because <laughs> at Sheridan their four year program, um, they do like life drawing, they do this, they do that, then they get into two D, then they get into three D, and like yeah, the third yeah, or fourth yeah. year. So I thought it's gonna be something like that. Um, and it wasn't. And so but at that point, I had to finish and get my bachelor's. So that's crazy. Um, that's so crazy. Yeah. Like, you're like, please stop wasting my time. Yeah. But also, I feel like if you don't know what you want to do, and you need structure, then a for generalist sure. degree program is perfect for you. Yeah, no, absolutely. If if you don't know what you want to do, and you're like, Oh, I'm interested in 3d, but you don't know, go to an institution. But if you know, like, you want to specialize in one thing and you know that then i would really highly recommend online schools instead of institutions because especially in our industry in animation industry yeah, degree doesn't need, matter you, you know? just need the skill get it exactly <laughs> exactly like i <laughs> you know i don't know I, I was debating getting my master's just because um of the postgrad i took they offer your master's by just doing like another year of work 
And I was like, oh, I can have like a master's of animation. You could just give them cool. a little bit more money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and I was like, wait a minute. That, that means missing out on a year of working, you know, on top of that, going to Ireland, because that's where the school was for the master's. And, you know, the, the cost of living there for a year and add that to my salary, I'm like losing over $100,000 for this one year for this one master. So I just, yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Brian, I feel like I've uh, grilled you on a lot of things. Is there, <laughs> is there anything that you wanted to talk about now? <laughs> or we can uh, I'm, curious about, I'm curious about your background. In, you said you were uh, working with SEO before going into animation. How did that happen? Um, so I didn't believe animation could be a career for me coming out of high school. So I went to business school at Laurier. Uh, did the whole code program. Graduated with a degree in specialization in marketing and brand management. Then I worked for three and a half years in the head office of Jamison Vitamins. Um, I was a market analyst and then a assistant brand manager. And then the next three and a half years, I worked uh, at a software company, downtown Toronto. I uh, started as a marketing manager and uh, went and on to be the head of SEO. And then I did consulting for a while. I, was, I went to Sheridan College actually in 2018. So I did consulting, marketing consulting for a while while I was in college. So that's... That's my. You had a whole career and yeah, career start to finish. Oh my god. Yeah. What's up? That's amazing. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. And here we are. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that has helped you with um with you know uh, what you're doing now with the podcast? Totally. And, totally. Yeah. I mean, um, totally. I mean, I. I don't even know where to begin. At first, my thoughts were like, I need to get rid of all of my business past because I know nothing about animation. I haven't even touched art. Like I hired a tutor to like help me put together a portfolio to get into Sheridan. Like I hadn't done any art in years. So my originally I was like, I need to like put all of my business behind me. And then I was like, that's stupid. <laughs> Why don't I use everything I learned just from like working in the tutor. world to like merge things? So that's, you know, this podcast has been like, I run it every week and it's a direct result of, you know, old coworker being like, why don't you start a podcast as a way of networking? And I did. Mm -hmm. um, and it turned into more than that, but also, you know, I've gotten jobs through this podcast. I've wow. been able to pitch every major broadcaster because people have, you know, hookups to people at different places that I've interviewed. And they're like, Oh, I know somebody at like cartoon network. Here's their contact. Or I know somebody at Netflix. Like, here you go. And I'm like, thank you. That's amazing. Um, That's amazing. Plus it's just like, when I first started, when I first decided I wanted to get into animation, I really thought I wanted to do storyboarding. I, I talked to like a storyboard artist, super fell in love with that, what she was doing. And I was like, this is me. And now I'm a stop motion animator. And I only kind of learned that through uh, talking with people about like yourself, about, you know, what does your future look like? Where did you start? Uh, what did you learn along the way? What is it that motivates you? And like, you know, internalizing what people said to really understand what my own dreams were coming from and like the source of them and what actually gave me fulfillment as an animator. So uh, it's really helped me just be more confident in what I'm pursuing and why and also who I am. So yeah. And then there, you know, like every time I create a project, I like uh, market the shit out of it. I get in touch with every animation magazine, every like uh, social media person that reposts stuff, like <laughs> You know, I go down, I just go down the list yeah. and I'm like, did I contact all these people yet? And through that, like, um, I made a short film called The Silly Duck Wizard. And I, I feel like I directly manufactured the success of that. Like I, <laughs> I like um, awesome. reversed engineered a successful Reddit. Uh, like I wanted it to hit like the top of our videos. And yeah. so I like reverse engineered like all the top 
posts from like the last year and I made a headline based on those that like made it take off. It hit the front page. Uh, a director from PBS show saw it and hired me to do a whole bunch of stuff for their show. Like, uh, so yeah, the business, the business stuff definitely helps. That's amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> and I'm, I'm currently trying to figure out how to like, you know, take more control of my career and like, what is, what is starting a studio look like versus like, you know, creating courses look like versus uh, just being an independent. I'm still trying to figure out exactly what my immediate path is, but in the meantime, I'm pursuing a whole bunch of very interesting opportunities that I I can't wait to talk about, <laughs> but awesome. I can't really yet. So it, it seems like you, you took the opposite path or the opposite path of me. You start from business and then you go into art. <laughs> yeah. I start from art and I'm drifting into business now. Well, like That's, I said before, awesome. you know, I when I was working in the business world, I did a lot of uh, kind of soul searching and future projecting my future and saying like, what do I want out of life? And a big thing for me was feeling fulfilled with what I was creating and putting out into the world. And, uh, you know, I would think about all the time, like I cannot wait until I retire to finally start making films. And then that turned into, why don't I just start making films now? And by the time I was projecting to retire, I'll maybe have some success versus like reaching success starting in like the, I don't know, 15, 25 years and then grinding for another 10 years to even just anyways. So like a lot of, um, soul searching and projecting what my future would look like if I continued on this path. And so I need to, I need to like do that again, um, to really figure out where I want to end up, I think. So even just like being in the business world where you have to project things, these things and forecasts. And like, I was a market analyst where I would just like, uh, you know, analyze millions of lines of sales data from all over the country to figure out what people are buying and what we should make and what's going to be successful in 10 years. And I, I'd like transfer that over to like, what I'm doing, I guess. So yeah, I went through all the, you said you're reading like, you know, financial, financial books and like all these, you know, figure out that was me like five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. <clears throat> have you read uh, rich dad, poor dad? That's a, Oh, sorry. Have you, have you read rich dad, poor dad? I have not. No, that I've read like so many synopsis one, on it and I, I get feel, the gist yeah. of it. So I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't need to read this. Whole I, thing. I feel like at this point you're past, yeah, you're past reading that, but that's like, <laughs> that was the book that like started it for me. Just reading yeah. Rich Dad Poor Dad really helped. Um, totally, totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, what are the things exactly. you need to set up now and do, and just the simple everyday choices even of mm-hmm. what can you do to make sure you're making the right choices. So you are, I guess, well, you've read the book, but the gist of it is like, you know, you, how can you set up your future in simple ways to just live a comfortable life mm-hmm. without drastically changing what you're doing, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, that's basically basically it. And just like helps shift your mentality and start thinking about that stuff. And yeah. I try to do that with my channel a little bit. I just tried uh, introducing a little bit of finance. Nice. And <laughs> I, get, I get a few positive comments but just like performance wise it does so bad it's always like in the bottom 10 of like every time i upload just like oh artists, no artists. well the people that are listening you know it's yeah. valuable for them. that's a, that's one thing i feel like you know like animation and animators in general don't have much exposure to the whole world of like you know finance finances investing growth opportunities stuff like that which yeah. is like uh, even just going to Sheridan myself and that's all I did for years. And then to like be put in an atmosphere where like, that's like a foreign language. It was just very like, why aren't we talking about this more? Like even just mm-hmm. how to, you know, successfully promote yourself as an artist or like 
you know, especially network even. Especially for artists, especially yeah. for artists, because the, you know, like it's one of the more riskier jobs or hmm, I shouldn't say risky, I'm a little, uh, more volatile jobs. Totally. Right. And I feel like if anything, it's more important for artists to know how to financially be stable and like financially take care of themselves because you might go through like months of not finding a job because the industry kind of moves in waves. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Anyways, we, I, I think like introducing it. I mean, I, maybe, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, because, you know, you've worked in a studio for four years, but from my exposure to like Sheridan and working in studio for a short time, et cetera, you know, more, there's more prestige, I guess, to put towards like becoming a better artist. And that's like the be all end all of like an animation yeah. career. Like how yeah. amazing is your art? Can you get to the next level versus like, you set up some simple things in, in the other side of the world and you can be just as successful or more successful rather than like, you know, yeah. you could be a mediocre artist doing much better, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's the thing. I think artists just either they, they don't think about that stuff. Most artists or they're just not interested or I, I don't know. I feel like they should be interested. Um, <laughs> it's it's very important and you don't have to do much um, even if it's just like some simple investing you know if you just learn to invest um consistently and you don't have to think about it too much even if it's totally like, you know, once yeah a quarter or even, something. just put some money into like an s p 500 and just like let it grow like yes because uh, you put it in the bank you're losing money yeah like, you're losing they're money making money off of your savings account which exactly. is not it's like you're because of inflation every year you actually have less and less money exactly like, exactly just I, simple stuff like that in one of my okay. videos welcome I, I to the business finance podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like in one of my videos i broke that down i was like listen if you have 10k you leave that 10k in a savings account here's how much you're gonna have left which was like nine thousand something you put that in the s p 500 like you know historically it's made inflation calculated like eight percent a year yeah you'll have like, I don't know, it was like 20 or like $30,000 by the end of it after like 10 years. I'm like, choose one, you know, it's not right? that much effort. Even just one year, you lose 3% by putting in savings. You make 8% yeah. by putting in the exactly. stock market. Exactly. Like, you could, you could work if yeah. a 50 K job, a job with pay, which pays you like 50 K a year. And by the time you retire, you could be a millionaire yeah. by just investing consistently, you know, what, what you don't spend. And Totally. It's I mean, just, of course, you know, you have to have people. a situation where you're able to of put course, away yeah, money right. that, you, yeah. that you can't touch, essentially. Right, right, right. But yeah, just working, you know, just building towards some simple, some simple things like that. I mean, maybe 10K is too much for somebody or, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, for maybe sure. just sure. sitting around, but totally. Yeah. And, and like what you're doing with schools, you're building, you know, uh, you're doing the grind now for something that can passively pay off in the future. You know, you're going to have to do maintenance and like yeah, hire people sure. and marketing, et cetera. But you know, you, the majority of the work of the product you're creating now, and then essentially it's just maintenance and marketing after that. Yeah. So, same thing with you. <laughs> yeah. And you're doing it with something you love. Yeah. And sure. um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I don't want to take your whole night. And um, <laughs> is there anything else that you wanted to chat about or you think it's important to share for people listening? Uh, just get into finance because trust me, like <laughs> it's important. That's, that's, I feel like that's the most important thing I could say. Uh, just get into finance on the side, learn a little bit about investing and do what you're passionate about. 
Totally. You're the first. I've, I have over 150 episodes filmed and you're the first person to ever say, you know, my final thought is to get into finance, <laughs> but it makes sense, you know, like, no, honestly, out of all I feel the like tips, help them the most. Yeah. Out of all the, you know, uh, a lot of people say like, uh, here's, here's a tip to like follow your dreams or to like get better at this thing. But like, I totally agree. If figuring out your finances and how to, you know, do better for yourself personally is a yeah. huge, can be a huge step up for you. Like on, so, so I'm just going to cut in for a second. Um, like on top of just that security, what that security gets you is if a company is treating you bad, you can say, you know what? I had enough of this. I'm going to go jobless for three months if I have to to find a better job, to find like a yeah. place where it like respects you, you know, totally. like you'll have that option if you're financially secure. If you don't, you'll be abused, used and abused and you can't do anything about it. Right. So that's why I think it's so important to, especially as an artist to, you know, <clears throat> get into finances and learn what you're doing with your money, learn how to invest and you can do it passively. It's not even that hard. <laughs> it's just, yeah. yeah. I think that's a, I actually think that's incredible advice. I'm so happy you said that because, you know, this industry is one known for like burnout and stuff like that. So yeah, totally. If, if you are able to set yourself up financially, then you can, you know, treat yourself better in, in the future. <laughs> if things are going to shit. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, is there anything else final that you wanted to say on top of that? Oh yeah. Head over to twoanimate.ca, not .com, twoanimate.ca. Find out more about our upcoming Blender Animation course releasing or pre-launching December 15th on Kickstarter. I didn't have that written anywhere. I just, it just came out. That was great. That was fantastic. And um, well, thank you so much, Brian, for coming on the chat. It's been a pleasure and cool. uh, best of success with your Kickstarter. I think that's thank awesome. You. Thank you for having yeah. me. It was a great chat. Of course. And if you're listening and you want to follow or get in touch with Brian, of course, you can look up for his Kickstarter, go to 2animate.ca. We can also check him out on Instagram at 3D Animation Hub, and I'll include both those links in the description of this chat. And that's all for now. So thank you so much for listening. Okay, bye. <laughs>